Hi, I'm Mark, and thank you for joining me today on Words of Truth. The anger of God and the wrath of God are not common subjects these days, are they? I mean, when was the last time you heard somebody talk about the wrath of God in a positive way? It's so rare to hear anyone talk about God's wrath that it becomes almost embarrassing. Simply mentioning the subject seems impolite, inappropriate, maybe even politically incorrect, if you know what I mean. But if you read from preachers of 100 or 200 years ago, it's surprising how much they spoke about God's wrath. I mean, they preached Jeremiah's warnings of God's coming judgments in a way that some term as theological terrorism. <laughs> Jonathan Edwards in 1741 preached a sermon entitled Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, and it had such a profound effect that it brought what is termed as the first great awakening, which was a revival. The sermon emphasized God's wrath upon unbelievers after death with the effect that before the sermon was done, there was great moaning and crying out through the whole house. What shall we do to be saved? Oh, I'm going to hell. Oh, what shall I do for Christ? And so forth. And people were wailing and falling on the floor, holding on to their pews for fear of dropping into hell itself. But if a preacher today preaches about the wrath of God, People see him as being manipulative or using scare tactics. Well, I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe our society needs to be a little a bit scared of God's wrath. Because the Bible certainly doesn't shy away from the subject. When you look, at, for example, at Lamentations chapter 2, have you read that book for a while? Probably not. But when you look into Lamentations chapter 2, wrath becomes the prominent theme Verse 1 begins with the Lord in his anger, and it ends with the phrase, in the day of his anger. Verse 3 says, he has cut down in fierce anger, and we see he has poured out like his fury like fire in verse 4. And verse 6 talks about the his fierce indignation. And in the end, after a middle section that talks about the results of God's anger, verse 22, using the phrase, on the day of the anger of the Lord. Now, here's the question that arises out of this chapter that I think is pertinent in the day in which we live. What does a city look like that's under God's wrath? Lamentations chapter 2 gives us the answer, actually seven answers. And I'll just go over them briefly. You can look at it yourself. First, because of a lack of authentic, faithful, God-anointed biblical preaching. Verse 9 says, The law is no more, and her prophets find no vision from the Lord. In other words, when churches stop using the Bible as their reference point in worship, when they stop studying the scriptures to find answers and direction for life, well, you can be sure God's judgment is coming. Secondly, God's wrath is revealed when leadership stop leading. Verse 10 says, The elders of the daughter of Zion sit on the ground in silence. You see, when you see leaders in a church just sitting around doing nothing to give vision and direction to their church, God's wrath is on the way. 
Thirdly, those who are filled with life and vitality and joy are mourning, especially the young women. Verse 10 continues, the young women of Jerusalem have bowed their heads to the ground. This is a picture of churches and societies who prey on young women sexually, leaving them in disgrace. And when you see that, God shows his wrath. Fourth, God's wrath is displayed when you see the remaining true leaders devastated. Verse 11 says, My eyes are spent with weeping, my stomach churns, my bile is poured out to the ground. When you see God's leaders and shepherds broken emotionally to the extent that it's having a physical impact on their health, well, you're going to find God's wrath on those who are causing it. Fifth, when infants and babies suffer, you'll see God's wrath. Verse 12 says, when speaking of the mothers, their life is poured out on their mother's bosom. And verse 20 is more graphic when it says, should women eat the fruit of their womb, the children of their tender care? Oh man, that's a gruesome picture. But what you see But when you see infants and babies being abused and even killed for the sake of adults' freedom or ease, God's wrath will be on display in full force. Number six, you see God's wrath when false teachers and false prophets abound. Verse 14 says, Your prophets have seen for you false and deceptive visions. When you start seeing prophets and teachers and preachers, given a platform and honored and applauded for their teaching, there you will see God's wrath. And finally, God's wrath will be on display when you see the enemies of God rejoicing and sneering at him. Verse 15 says, All who pass along the way clap their hands at you. And verse 17 continues, He has carried out his word, which he commanded long ago. And when I look at those seven reasons for God's wrath, I can't help but ask myself how many of those things we're seeing played out in our churches and in society today. Little commitment to biblical exposition, a passion for inadequate leadership that is passive, human trafficking, faithful leaders marginalized and mourning, rampant abortion and child abuse, false teachers doing well, the gospel being sneered at. Wow, in my eyes, things look bad today. Now, we're not where Lamentations was yet. We still do have many who are committed to preaching the Bible. We still have devoted servant leaders We still see campaigns to remove the plague of human trafficking. We still have faithful leaders leading faithfully. There are still campaigns against abortion and child abuse. And false teachers are being called out as false teachers. And believe it or not, the gospel is flourishing and growing. And so not all is gloom and doom, but this should be a warning to us that we need to take God's wrath seriously in our day and not be afraid to talk about it. Furthermore, we need to do everything in our power to advance 
inspired, faithful, biblical preaching and sacrificial, passionate, biblical living. I think I'm going to have to address this topic one more time, but thanks for listening today. And hey, in the meantime, why don't you head over to my brand new website at shininglightintothedarkness.com where I talk about my new book by that title and where you can find help and hope for living in a troubled world. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.